giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Oh yeah, Cowboys Nation. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, the morning show. It's Hall of Fame Game Eve. That's right. We'll see which one of the young players you are most excited to see. Take a look into that cornerback battle brewing opposite of Trevon Diggs. And who has to make some noise in tomorrow's preseason opener? We'll also talk to you guys as we open up the Pulse of the Nation phone lines. That's right, y'all. Good morning, good people. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of A to Z Sports Live, the eve of the Hall of Fame game. Which, by the way, congratulations to Jimmy Johnson and Drew Pearson. Much, much deserve to get into that Hall of Fame. Long overdue for both of them, really. Uh, kind of crazy that Jimmy Johnson is in the Hall of Fame before he's in the Ring of Honor. But we know that that situation. Uh, nonetheless, man, good morning to you guys all in the chat here. Brandon Brown, Joshua Magaha. I think I'm saying that right. I'm, I always say that wrong. <laughs> Chris Woods, what's up, brother? C. Nick, Stevie McDermott, Lewis, Carlos Holloway, Iceberg, Cameron, Kimberly Morris, Aaron Ball, Michelle, my lady, Cameron, and the many, many more that will be joining us. And the many that will be running this back, hashtag run this back, as well as checking us out on the new podcast platform, A to Z Sports Dallas. You can guys can look that up on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all those things. So thank you guys for joining me this morning. Brandon already kicking it off saying I'm excited to see Kelvin Joseph play tomorrow. We'll get into that. We will definitely, definitely get into that. That's actually one of the questions I have for you guys. Um, later on in the segment. Actually, it's going to be sooner. It's going to be one of the first segments we do coming up. But let me let you guys know this right now. We do have the phone lines back. We do have the phone lines back briefly. So get in where you can fit in, as they say, right? Uh, We're probably not going to have them open too long. Uh, You guys know how we can get, right? It can get very, very uh, long-winded on the phones, which I like, but we want to make sure that we pace ourselves throughout the week. So, Call in line is seven one or seven two seven seven three one one zero two zero. You can call in Stevie Mac if you want to drop that in the chat. That way it can be uh, pinned up into the uh, chat there, and we can have that just sitting there for those who want to call in. All right, I'll leave that up there for a few minutes, and then I'll take that back down so we can get back to the show. How's it going, Angel? Miss Jackie in the building, Adrian, and of course Iceberg. Man, you guys excited for tomorrow? I'm very excited. It's been since 2019 since we've had a preseason game. 2019. That's crazy. I never thought I'd be this juiced up to see a preseason game. But when we went through what we went through last year with the young guys not getting a shot, I don't want that to happen again. I do not want that to happen again. I have to see these guys. But before we get into that, man, there was some news that dropped yesterday. So let's kind of get into the morning roundup, guys. And the news that dropped actually was very important news all the way across the board. 
all the way across the board. The first one was the Dak Prescott news, right? The Cowboys are essentially going to be taking a step back, not a setback, with Dak Prescott. And I'll read this quote from Mike McCarthy on Mad Dog Radio um, where he kind of illustrates this here. He says, we've really taken a step back. We're just really trying to pump the brakes. I don't know how well you know Dak. Dak is an all-day, you know, works on his body, all his throwing motions. So this is something we're very cognizant of. We, we don't want to do too much too fast. That has been the approach. But no, we're only risking it can turn into something if, it's, if we're not smart about it. So he won't play in the game on Thursday night, and they're kind of pumping the brakes and just making sure they have the opportunity for him to fully recover. If this is a regular season, McCarthy says, I think this conversation would be totally different, and frankly, we won't be able to hold him back. That I agree with. I highly doubt that if this was a regular season game that Dak wouldn't be, wouldn't be out there. I fully 100% believe he'd be out there. And I do think this is the right thing to do. Guys, you let me know, and ladies in the chat, do you think this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. Without a doubt, it's the right thing to do. But I want to hear if some people think that he should be getting as many reps as he needs right now, yada, yada, yada. Now, I don't know if you guys know what a latimus muscle is. I didn't until this happened. It is a muscle right below the, the shoulder blade, I believe. And it's a very important muscle in throwing the ball. And I'll tell you this. At first, I wasn't that concerned with Dak Prescott and this injury because they said, ah, oh, it's just soreness. Then it turns to MRI and a strain. I'm like, okay. And they said it's day-to-day. And now it's, hey, we're going to take our time. Still not up in arms. But I am a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to watch this. Let's put it that way. I'm going to watch how this plays out. Because Dak's going to be throwing the ball a ton. Be it practicing or being in a game. And the last thing I want to do is, is have a throwing His throwing motion be affected by this. We saw what happened against the Eagles where his shoulder was messed up before. So I don't want to go back down that road, guys. I just truly, truly don't. But right now, still not too worried. Just something to monitor, I believe. This does give an opportunity for Gilbert and Ben DiNucci to take full advantage of these reps, don't you guys think? Carlos says, can't wait until the regular season starts, and neither can I, man. And yes, so, so the layout is absolutely on point. Shout out to... So I'm about to say Sosa the my guy. He's a my guy as well, but Sosa, a.k.a. the Cowboys Network with the amazing, uh, this is this layout back here, guys. This and some of the other things that you see. Uh, just, he's a beast. You guys know how he is. All right, now, back to what I was saying about the opportunity for, for Gilbert and Nooch, and I won't stay on this too, too long. But if you guys have been following me on Twitter, by the way, follow me on there, at Skywalker Steel. I'm not sold on, on Garrett Gilbert being the backup, just getting handed it to him. Because it's being handed to him right now, in my opinion. Ben DiNucci is not competition for Garrett Gilbert. I would rather bring in Garrett Gilbert. I'm sorry, bring in competition for Garrett Gilbert to push him. That's not to say he can't get the job done. He'll have a shot, actually, to get the job done, right? He'll have a shot this, this preseason. I was a bit upset when Dallas didn't go out and get a guy like Mariota in the offseason, however. Uh, you know, we heard during free agency 
that Mike McCarthy was actually interested in talking to some veteran free agents, and they wanted to see what they could do. But I believe, and I'm sure a lot of you believe, Stephen Jones wasn't going to pay the money for some of these backups, which is sad because Mariota only commanded $3.5 million on a one-year deal. Could have did that. Absolutely right, c Nicks. He says he's the best backup we got. That's the problem. Bring in competition. The fact that he's the best backup, and he very well may have taken that step to be an amazing backup. I'm just not banking on one game I saw 10 months ago where the team had no preparation. But nonetheless, I'd like to see some competition brought in. Demarcus Lawrence has been activated off the pup list, guys. D-Law's back. It's, it's been all about Randy Gregory with D-Law being, being out. But he had surgery in the offseason, a herniated disc, in fact. And he said he feels like he's in phase three of his four-phase rehab process. His quote, I got it cleaned up, and I'm feeling great right now. I'm a little bit worried. I'm more worried about D-Law long-term than I am about Dak Prescott. And it's funny, all these guys have, have injuries with the morning roundup. Um... I'm more concerned about D-Law long-term than I am Dak because backs don't get better. They just don't get better. And this is his third back surgery, be it a cleanup, be it whatever. If you get a needle stuck in your back three different times, that's an issue. I'm not old, old, right? I'm not saying I have super back problems, but I can only imagine if 300-pound guys are pushing up against your back for a living. And you got to get surgery three times. That can't possibly mean it's going to get better. Brandon says, any concern or conditioning for the season for D-Law? Here's the thing. I don't necessarily worry about him short term. That, that's, that's why I said long term. You know why? Because D-Law has played just about in every game during his tenure in Dallas after his first, what, two years. So I don't get too up in arms about it. What I want to know is, will this affect his play if he plays 15, 16, 17 games this year? That's what you don't want. You don't want it to affect his play. But he has played in all 16 regular season games the last three or four seasons. So kudos to D-Law to be able to work through this and something similar with Amari Cooper. Our final morning roundup is Amari Cooper, who states his quote, I'm not 100%. In fact, he uh, is rehabbing a couple different things. Rob Phillips said Amari Cooper's injury rehab is going well. Said he had surgery after the season to remove bone spurs. But he's also been experiencing inflammation in that ankle this offseason, which is improving, and he's pointing towards week one. A little disappointed. I, I kind of wanted to see Amari Cooper play a little bit here in the preseason. Not even play in this preseason, but practice. And to hear him say he's not 100% about a month out, a little bit concerned. Just a little bit. And then when, But then when you dive into Amari Cooper, look at this, guys. Take a look at this. You see that highlighted area right there? 15 games, 15 games, 16 games, 15 games. Very similar to Demarcus Lawrence. He just plays. 
He plays through it. He plays through it. I don't I don't know how he does it, but he does it and he plays through it effectively. A lot of people are ready to throw Amari Cooper kind of off the bridge here, which is kind of wild to me uh, because C.D. Lamb is having an amazing camp, and I get it. Uh, but, again, Amari Cooper is signed for the next three or four years. Lamb is here for the next four years. Gallup is the one that's gone next year unless you re-sign him, which I have a hard time seeing. So I, I, why would you give up a guy who had four different quarterbacks last year, 92 receptions, 1,100 yards, and five touchdowns with Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, and Garrett Gilbert? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, guys. But this is what Amari Cooper had to say about his rehab process being longer than expected. He said, I wouldn't say I'm quite 100% yet to be completely candid, but I'm real close. I'm trying to be the best Amari Cooper that I can be, trying to be better than I've ever been. And right now, folks, um, Coop is actually at 225 or 215. So Coop is at 215 right now. He stated that he wants to get down to 210 so he could play faster. According to him, he said, I want to be faster. I want to run so you can't even see me type thing. Um, that'd be nice. I mean, Coop, you could definitely tell Coop was a bit thicker when he came to Dallas. He's played around 225 in Dallas. You could tell he was, he was a lot thicker than he was in Oakland. And he said that it really didn't have an effect on his breaking tackle skills. So he said, screw it, I'm going to lose some weight so I could become even faster. And even faster, Mark Cooper is, is dangerous, in my opinion, for uh, the uh, defenders. Vernon with the hashtag feed Zeke. <laughs> Brian said, <laughs> Brian said, good morning. I uh, got to get used to the time change. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get used to the time change B. It's going to be a little bit different, which that's, that's fine though. I think that's a good thing. I think uh, getting it out in the morning here, you'll be able to get your Cowboys news and updates right away. And if you miss it, you can run it back and, and make sure you guys do share this to all your friends this morning and throughout the day. If you uh, run it back, Remember, the phone lines are open, 727-731-1020. We'll try to get a few of you guys in, get in where you can fit in, and uh, give us your thoughts. Tell me how excited you are about tomorrow's first preseason game, which I'm very excited about. Chris Woods said, Washington or Philly might take Gallup next offseason. Don't, don't do that. If, if I had a mute button, I'd mute you right now, Woody. I'd mute you. I'm surprised you didn't say New York, even though I know they just got Gallup, but they have the guy who brought in my, I'm sorry, they just got Galloway, Galladay. They got Galladay, uh, but they got the guy who brought in Gallup and Jason Garrett. But it would not shock me, man. It wouldn't shock me because they tried to come, the, the almost said the Redskins, the Washington Washingtons tried to come after Amari Cooper and almost got Amari Cooper. So I think they'll throw a ton of money at Gallup if need be to, to pair him oppo of their speed demon over there, uh, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. They did get Samuels, but Samuels, Gallup, I'll take Gallup. I'll take Gallup. What's going on, Truckers for Life, man? Shout out to you, brother. When me and Voss were on here few, like last month, man, you were great, so appreciate that. All right, now let's get into the very first block of this show, and that's which rookie are you most excited to see? I'm going to ask that question to you guys. Read the chat. I'm also going to tell you who I'm most excited to see, and it may surprise you. In fact, I'll come right out and say it right now. It's not Micah Parsons. Probably like, what? It's not Micah Parsons. No, it's not. 
I know what Mike. I know what Mike. I've watched Mike for a long time. I feel like he's going to be phenomenal. I really do. I am excited to see him, but I'm not most excited to see him because there's certain players that we just can't get a real feel for until they're hitting the opposing team. You can see it with skilled players, corners, even the linebackers. While they can't lay the wood, you can see their athleticism. You can see them flying to the ball. You see it in Micah, the pass rushing skills, things like that. It'll be nice to see him get hit. You know, it'll be nice to see, or not him get hit, but him hit someone. Let's get over here in the chat box and see what you guys are talking about. Brian said, boss man fat. Brandon said, Jabril Cox. Woody. Woody. We're on the same page right here. Chris Woods. I'm excited to see Bohanna. I'm excited to see Bohanna. And that is the guy, this guy, right? Where is he at? Here. It's who I'm most excited to see. It's Quentin Bohanna. Because, as you guys know for a while now, since even well back before the Cowboys drafted Quentin Bohanna, I've been calling for this type of guy. I've been calling for a big one-tech to come in here and help keep these linebackers clean. And that's what Big Bo is going to do. Joseph says Big Bo. Carlos says Big Bo. Tyrone Church in the building says Boss Man Fat. I am excited to see Boss Man too. Not going to lie. Here's, here's the thing. I'm excited to see all these guys. But this dude right here. Where you at? Right there. I'm really excited to see. I feel like Big Bo can come out there and kind of almost solidify his role right away. I've always believed he's going to make the team. I've had some Twitter debates with people who said, oh, he may not make the roster. And to me, I'm like, I don't I don't see how you could, you know, think that unless he completely comes out there and just bombs it and he's getting moved and he's falling all over the place and, and things like that. But from what I saw, that's not this guy. And you may say, well, Sky is a six-round pick. I think he's a six-round pick because of the position he plays. He's a true nose tackle. He's a true one tech. He's a true lineup over the center and, and keep the block, keep the blockers occupied. He's not a pass rusher. He's going to get some pass rush via strength, via pushing you back. But his job is going to be clog up the lanes, keep your linebackers clean, ragdoll some centers and guards, make life difficult in the middle of the field. There is not a guy on the roster. Sc- screw draft pick, there's not a guy on the roster that's 6'4", 330 pounds, and he was up to 350 plus 360. He lost some weight, and he carries it very well. There's not a guy on the roster like him, which is why I think that he makes his team easily, and he can solidify his role in the preseason by playing well. The only other guy that's a one-tech-ish type of guy is Brent Urban, and they've had Brent up and down the line, playing five, playing, playing one, playing some three, but that's that's a that's pretty much what Brent's been doing his entire career. I thought I thought I saw a uh, a nah yeah CD. What's going on, Mike Crum in the building? He says, uh, can rookies include Robinson and Nye since we didn't see them last year? Uh uh uh. Later in the show, Crum. Later in the show, we'll we'll act, we're actually going to bring up those guys. So this is rookies. This is who are you most excited to see of the rookies? Because this rookie class is interesting. You know, you got Micah Parsons, could be a starter. You got Bossman Fat, could be a starter. 
Quentin Bohannock really could be a starter. It doesn't sound far-fetched when you think about what his job is to be. Just because he's a starter doesn't mean he's going to play 70 snaps a game. But do not get it twisted. This guy has played over 30 snaps a lot of times in Kentucky. So he's not one of those big dudes that's only going to play 10, 6, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 snaps. Maybe he will, but it's not that because he can't stay out there due to being fatigued. He's got some stamina. He's got some stamina. What's up, William Becker? How you doing, man? CD said, did the player profile in Bohanna on the Cowboys wire? He was leader on UK's team. Yep. Yep. Uh, when when I did a my profile on him after the draft and my rating of the draft, I kind of teased it on Twitter and all his linebackers and his teammates were retweeting and talking about it. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize he had that kind of uh, camaraderie with these guys. And, and in his interview, he said, I love to keep linebackers clean. Linebackers love me. That was his quote. Linebackers love me. And you saw that. You saw Jamin Davis, who was drafted by the Washington Washingtons, uh, come out and, and he echoed that sentiment. He said, man, this guy helped me out. Damian Square, I think, is the other linebacker for the Kentucky uh, Wildcats. We were able to flow because of Quentin Bohanna. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. So who are you guys excited to see? I saw some boss man fat in there. I saw some, um, I saw some Micah, but it looks like Quentin Bohanna. Y'all got, you guys are right there with me. Yeah. Joseph Sandberg said, if big Bo does his thing, that helps the defense. We can figure out how to defend the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I doubt that he's going to be in there during, uh, passing downs. They'll likely, the way I'm hearing Carlos Watkins, which, hey, man, I would love to be wrong on Carlos Watkins. I, I dubbed him as a camp body, and right now he is your starter. <sighs> Head scratching, but Brandon Brown says Nashawn Wright. Yeah, Nashawn Wright's definitely another one because of the hype he was garnering at the cornerback position, which let's go ahead and segue to that cornerback position. Because I want to know who gets the upper hand at cornerback coming out of this game. Who gets the upper hand at cornerback coming out of, I want to say week one, but the Hall of Fame game? Will Anthony Brown play? Well, I know Nashawn Wright's going to play. We know Kelvin Joseph is going to play. Will Will Jordan Lewis play? Because Jordan Lewis has not been out there. He's been injured. Now, Boss Man got injured as well. And Deshaun Wright was getting all the hype at the beginning of camp. Hearing once the pads came on, not as much hype. Not that he's been playing bad. It just hasn't been those plays you've seen. Opposite of Kelvin Joseph. Whereas, since the pads have come on, you've seen the athleticism pop. You've seen his quickness pop. You've no playmaking ability just quite yet, but you see why he was a second-round pick and why many draft pundits had him as a top 50 talent. It just was the off-field things that kind of dropped him down, but the Cowboys weren't afraid of that. I'm with you here, Mar- Maurice. Had a, has a great point. He says, Maurice, Ken- or not Maurice, Tyrone. Maurice Kennedy is growing on me. I talked about it last night on the ADZ Sports Primetime with Mo uh, Mauricio Rodriguez. We talked about Maurice Kennedy. And I'm shocked, you know, uh, 
kind of wrote him off. They drafted Deshaun Wright. They drafted uh, Diggs last year. They re-signed Jordan Lewis. Drafted Kelvin Joseph. I'm like, you know, he has no spot on his team. As soon as those pads came on, that boy started balling. So I'm very interested to see Maurice Kennedy. So who do you think gets the upper hand coming out of week one? I'm going to go with boss man, fat miss Jackie. And a couple other people are saying that William Becker, uh, Brandon Brown. Yeah. I'm going to go with, with Kelvin Joseph and, and kind of here's why Stephen Jones, when Stephen Jones endorses you like this, you got to kind of pay attention. He says, yeah, Joseph is kicking butt. He's doing some really good things. He's really going to be a big help for us this year. On the timeline, he's going to really help us out. He's jumped out. When a guy who signs the checks, well, one of the guys who signs the check says he's going to help us. He's going to be a big help for us this year. I'm telling you, Anthony Brown, watch out. I'm telling you, Anthony Brown, watch out. And it's not necessarily just because of, of uh, Kelvin Joseph. Anthony Brown needs to be in the slot. I mean, really, he he's not that good anywhere. He's serviceable, right? He's serviceable. But he's not somebody you you completely rely on, in my opinion. And I hate to do him like this and and, and put his lowlights out there, but, man, he just didn't play well last year. It was his worst year of his career in only eight games. And right now on the depth chart, guys, Anthony Brown's just starting cornerback. Scares me. That really scares me. And I believe Boss Man Fat was in here to be your outside corner. But then with the Nation Wright hype happening all over the place and a lot of fans saying, hey, well, what about Boss Man in the slot and the Nation on the outside? Well, I think that hype is rightfully so died down in regards to nation being your starter. Um, he's a fourth or third round pick, you know, developmental guy. So he needs to develop a little bit. I don't know if he's necessarily ready to see the starting opportunity just quite yet, but I truly believe boss man is a gamer. He can come in here and take Anthony Brown's spot. Now, will he get beat? He's a rookie. Of course. I mean, Justin Jefferson routed up Anthony Brown. He's probably going to route up some people. That's just what he does. That's just what he does. But again, I don't mean to pick on him. I, I'm just not a big believer in him. And then when they signed Jordan Lewis to a the similar three-year deal, the first person I thought of that could be on the block was Anthony Brown after we signed uh, or after we drafted a few other players. Brian said Anthony Burnt Brown. Jackie says speak Skywalker. He's not good anyway. I, I, I don't. Now, Trevin Diggs seems to believe in his leadership he says he's like a big brother to him um if you guys recall throughout the offseason i was always about bringing in an extra veteran guy more so to be a leader in that locker room and and i i full-heartedly believe in having veterans uh in in any position group and i don't believe there really was one now ab and j lou are veterans but they're not veterans that you can look to and say you've been to the mountaintop you've had great success in the NFL, you've won a Super Bowl, you've been an All-Pro, you've been to Pro Bowls, or you've been a 10-year vet and have played consistently good, why should I listen to you? 
not saying they're not going to listen to Anthony Brown. I'm just saying if a, and I'm not, not saying bring him in, but if a Patrick Peterson or a Richard Sherman was in the locker room, me as a player, I'm paying attention to what they got to say because they've been to the mountaintop. Diggs is better than Brown. Joseph may be better than Brown. Does that make sense? I'm going to listen to people. When I'm trying to become better at a craft, I don't go look at people that are worse than me. <laughs> I don't go look at people that are worse. I go try to look at the best of the best and learn from them. I doubt Bill Gates was taking the financial advice from the Enron people. If you don't know who Enron is, those are the, you know, the scammers. But nonetheless, I think Kelvin Joseph will get the upper hand. And here's another one that you guys are talking about in the chat. I think Maurice Kennedy ends up getting an upper hand coming out of this, uh, out of this game. Now, according to Mike McCarthy, he, he believes that boss or not boss man, that Anthony Brown's having a fantastic camp. He doesn't see him getting cut. Well, I shouldn't say he doesn't see him getting cut to me. Listening to him doesn't sound like Anthony Brown's going to get cut. And maybe he shouldn't get cut, but if if Bossman and if Maurice Kennedy are playing better, they need to be the guys. They need to be the guys. My man Crumb with some stats here. He says 26% on snaps. 2019, 48% in 2020 for AB. Can he be healthy? Even that's a good point, too. He's not been healthy. He's not been healthy. And the health part kind of scares me with, with Jordan Lewis right now. I was always on the, on the side of, hey, let's bring, in, let's bring in someone else. I've seen J. Lou for four years. Not a bad player, not a great player, just a serviceable player. Maybe the opportunity, he didn't, he didn't get the opportunity to be a great player here. That's just the way, you know, it goes. Or as my guy says, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Now let's bring someone better in. Well, he's back. And he's on the shelf. <laughs> I'm telling you, Brown and J. Lou cannot afford to take it easy. They can't. Not with Nashawn Wright playing well. Not with Kelvin Joseph being a second-round pick. These guys are here. So, yes, I'm excited to see and looking forward to seeing uh, Joseph and Maurice Kennedy and Nashawn Wright to see if they can take over this cornerback duty, not necessarily after the Steelers game, but sooner rather than later. Kennedy camp takes Reggie Robinson, the odd man out, in my opinion. We talked about that yesterday uh, on primetime, and Reggie could end up being a wasted pick. He could end up being a wasted pick. Brandon Brown says the only thing that AB has over Joseph is experience. A little bit faster. The 4-3-5 guy, but uh, I, I don't necessarily think he's a better... <laughs> you know what? Let me not do that. I don't want to be that guy. A rookie who hasn't taken a snap saying he's better than this, 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 and this. I just think talent-wise, what I've seen some, from Kelvin Joseph, he, his talent, his ceiling is way higher than Anthony Brown. Corners, rookie corners, they're going to get bused. They're going to get beat. Happened with Trevin Diggs, but I don't think it's going to take long for him to say, why, why is he on the sideline? Put him in over Anthony Brown. Put him in over Anthony Brown. It is crazy, isn't it, CFZ? We're talking about a football game tomorrow. Jesse says, what about Israel Mukwamu? 
He's not having a bad camp. When I listen to the guys that are down there, I'm where are you going to put him? I don't think if he makes the team, I don't think he makes the 46 man game day roster. If it's still 46, you know how this thing goes now. Hooker was signed. I think to compete for the starting position. So if hooker starts or KZ starts, those are your two guys. Darian Thompson's probably going to make the team the way it's going right now. Special teams. And he could be your third free safety. Then you got the strong safeties and, uh, Donovan Wilson, J-Ron Curse is getting a lot of tick. So where does Mukwamu fit besides being a seventh-round draft pick? So you got Dono, Curse, Hooker, KZ, Darian Thompson. I know y'all want to just get rid of DT. If you get rid of DT, I'm not going to complain about that at all. So I guess you can kind of swap them two out and say, hey, we got to keep Mukwamu. Um, How great is he playing? I I don't know it's enough that they said, hey, we don't need to go out and get a hooker. They went out and got. <laughs> go out and get a hooker. Go out and get a Malik hooker. If Mukwamu was just absolutely balling. Here's why I believe that. The Cowboys are green, in my opinion, in the quarterback room. We've been calling for them to go get a veteran. Maybe that was the bag. Uh, not a great call because the cornerback room seems to be. Loaded with some young talent. Diggs, Joseph, right? Then you got the veteran in, in Lewis. Maybe they're saying we don't need to go out and get a veteran because we like what we see in the cornerback room. It could be the exact opposite as safety. They needed to go out and get a veteran like Malik Hooker because they didn't like what they saw depth-wise at the position in a safety room. Can Reggie Robinson and Israel McQuamo make the practice squad, though? I don't think that. I really don't think that McQuamo is going to make the team. Initially, at least. Initially. You know how these things go. Hey, let's stash somebody on the roster or on IR and then bring so-and-so back. We talked about that yesterday as well. Joseph said, the thing that people forget technically, 96 cornerback starts in the league. Let that sink in. I think, who are you talking about? 96 cornerback starts. Now, I thought you were going to say that A.B. has a lot of starts in the league, and he does. But you got you to gotta come a little bit, be, be more specific with that so I can. Are you talking about in general? Like everyone has 96 cornerback starts? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. SoCal Bourbon Dad says, not on subject, but I read that. Evan Ingram was being released. Do you think he would be a good fit? Wow. <laughs> That's put me on the spot because I am a I am a Blake Jarwin stan. And I really like what I saw from Dalton Schultz last year. That is interesting. I won't derail the show with that. That's something that maybe we could talk about uh, Friday if we have any time. I agree. Our tight end room is definitely full. I like what we've been seeing out of uh, Sean McKinn as well. Shoot. Tell everyone to go play wide receiver like he should have been playing anyway. But uh, that's just me. All right. We got one more uh, block here. And it's actually something that Crumb brought up. He talked about 
Anai, and he talked about Reggie Robinson. So my question to you guys, which non-rookie needs to make noise tomorrow? Which non-rookie needs to come out and have a strong showing for Cowboys Nation, for the, for the, for the coaches, to get himself back in good graces so he's not being cut? got two options for you here but they can be any any player that's not a rookie i'm gonna go with bradley and i yep i'm gonna go with bradley and i because there isn't that much depth behind the top three defensive ends in d law basham and gregory bradley and i was drafted in the fifth round wasn't really given a fair shot last year which was again Mind-boggling why you don't see what these young guys have. But I think to help Cowboys Nation feel better, to to maybe help these coaches feel better, you want to see Bradley and I do some good things tomorrow. Good morning, David C. So apparently that is fake news. Okay. Dallas Dog says Tristan Hill. Here's the problem. Dallas dog, Tristan Hill is on pup. He's not practicing. And I'm afraid he's on a cusp of being cut if he doesn't get out there sooner rather than later. Okay, Joseph, you said you were referring league-wide, just meaning Brown could start somewhere else. I wouldn't want him. He could. It's not like every team has great corners, so yeah. Dorrance Armstrong. Hey, Dimitri. Dorrance Armstrong's having a great camp. He apparently he's not going anywhere. Maybe, maybe as a fan, you want to see more, but but down at camp, Dorrance seems to be having a very strong camp. Very strong camp, and he seems to be secure. That's another reason why Bradley and I needs to step up. Because if Dorrance is, you know he has the heart of Jerry Jones. You know that's his guy, right? I want me some glory hope. That's Jerry's guy. But what Jerry needs to go to Bradley and I, he needs to go to him and say, Get your damn act together. Come on, man. I done drafted you in the fifth round. Dorrance has like a year left on his contract. I think he's done after this season. So, uh, you know, David C. says he needs a chance. Bradley and I needs a chance. Yeah, he needs a chance. This is his chance, right? Preseason. Yes, Miss Jackie, it is a contract year for Dorrance Armstrong. What about this guy back here? Anybody think that Reggie Robinson needs to have a good showing week one of preseason? Yes, he made the team last year. Yes, he had a special teams play. No, he didn't get any wreck at cornerback, really. And it's a crowded room. Maurice Kennedy stepping up. Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph, Trevin Diggs, Jordan Lewis are not going anywhere. That's four. Stamp it. That are going to be here. You can almost stamp Anthony Brown, too, if you want. With the contract and things like that and Harry McCarthy. I won't because I'm trying to give Reggie Robinson, Maurice Kennedy, CJ Goodwin is another one that you may have to stamp based off of the special teams. So it's a, it's a crowded cornerback room. And he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. 
His sponsor is no longer here. Adrian says, sad to say, but I'm out on Robinson. That You know, it's fair. That's fair to be out on him because where do you put him? Like, where do you fit him in that, that hierarchy? It's hard. Darian Thompson needs to make some noise. Here's why I, I here's why I say I get why you're saying Darian Thompson because he's just hadn't been a good player, right? But Darian Thompson is a veteran. He has a ton of film. The coaches don't necessarily need to see anything out of DT. Cowboys Nation doesn't necessarily need to see anything out of DT. We know what he is. We don't know what Robinson is. We don't know what Anai is. All right. I'll give you one. Carlos Bash. I want to see Carlos Bash come out here and take stronghold of that rotational part of the pass rush. Tyrone Church says Connor Williams. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see Connor Williams make some noise. It sounds like he's having a good camp too as well. Here's here's where I'll go with you. I'll take you on this one, Tyrone. Tyrone. I want to see him make noise at center. We know he's a, a capable left guard. We know he's having a good camp at left guard where we're, we have to see a little more from him at camp and in preseason at, is at center. There's not enough positive tape per se at center at camp apparently. So let's see what he can do going up against a pretty good defense if they play any of their guys up, up front with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's see what he can do. The CFZ says, this is what happens with one side of the ball draft overhaul. Yeah. Mucho boom. What's going on, brother? My guy, Sky, finally caught you live again. Yeah, Mucho. So check it out. We'll be live for the for August, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Central, every morning for the morning show. And then during the season, every day, Monday through Friday, we'll be doing the morning show. And you know those post-game morning shows are going to be crazy. Going to be crazy. I'd imagine the phone lines are going to light up. They ain't lighting up right now, but if you want to call in, you can call in 727-731-1020. Let me know who you're looking forward to seeing tomorrow. Any predictions, even though it's a preseason game, it's still just fun to get back into talking about an actual game of football. Man. Man, it feels good. Dimitri. Says Jeremy Sprinkle. I love that one, Dimitri. I love that one. Let me tell you why I love that one. I think he's being written off. Because Sean McKeon was an undrafted guy brought in from Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. And he's he's making some plays. And I haven't heard anything about, about Jeremy Sprinkle. I love that. That's a great one, Dimitri. I believe in Jeremy Sprinkle. His forte is blocking. Usually a third tight end is a blocker. But he also has a ton of experience and has been a capable pass catcher. If I if I started the season, if the Cowboys started the season with Jarwin, Schultz, and Sprinkle, I feel really good. I feel the best about the tight end room since 2014. Jason Witten, Escobar. Witten still had juice. Escobar was a red zone threat. Since then, it, it was about time for Witten to hang it up or us to move or the Cowboys to move forward, draft 
a, a, an athletic tight end. But now I think they have a very ro- well-rounded tight end room. That's a great one. That's a great one. And he says Sprinkle has fullback experience from Joseph. Sip says Sprinkle's going to take somebody's spot. He has a dog. Oh, he was a dog in Arkansas. I, I got to ask. I got to ask maybe Kyle, Law, James. Somebody that's down there. Was Jeremy Sprinkle tight end three? Who? Because I haven't gotten that. I've just heard McKinn's made some plays. You know, Dalton Schultz obviously has been the guy because they're easing Jarwin in. But who has been tight end three? Nick says Escobar was cool. He was cool year one. They, then they faded from him for whatever reason. I always thought Escobar should have got more tick. But, again, when you got Jason Witten on your team, it's impossible. Martellus Bennett so eloquently told us that's not happening. That's not happening. So DJ Dog, this is interesting. He says, biggest disappointment this camp is ghosting for me. For me, I wouldn't say it's the biggest disappointment because I had no expectations for Ghosting. I honestly still am very baffled by the pick. Um, But I think what they're going to do, DJ, is they're going to IR him. This is going to be a red shirt year. Until they figure out what they even want to do with him. Because he's that hybrid kind of defense. He's a DE to me. But he got noticed at senior week, or the senior bowl, sliding inside. But at 260-something, that seems, or was he 260, 270-something? That's a light in the butt. And when you got Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore, Carlos Watkins, Oso Digizua, you don't, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit in that pecking order. So I wonder if they're going to just redshirt him, make him balk up and be kind of a strong side defense end. Jacob says James Hanna went over Escobar. James Hanna would have been, James Hanna, if he had not got injured, I believe would have been a, a fantastic uh, tight end too. Fantastic. Yep, Stevie Mack. Golson's been hurt since day one. Right after rookie minicamp. Derek says, do you think Dalton Schultz has a very good chance at tight end one? I do now. I do now. Going into training camp I still thought this was Jarwin's position to lose and again I don't want to pit these guys against each other because I think that's happening in in, in the Twitter verse you're getting us you're getting people saying I told you about this player and he's better than this player and he should be tight in one or first of all let's slow down both of these players offer a lot to this team given their roles the tight end roles not their individual roles the tight end position in Dallas is not going to be a position that is featured. Zeke, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. All are going to be featured before the tight ends will. They'll get their targets absolutely within the offense. But it doesn't matter now, the tight end one thing. And I'm, and I'm, reali- I'm realizing that. Tight end one, tight end two. It, it doesn't matter who's a starter at tight end because we saw Dalton Schultz can get the job done, and we know that Blake Jarwin brings a different dynamic to the team. Dalton Schultz may very well be the more the more well-rounded uh, tight end because he can block. 
Schultz is a little, I'm sorry, Jarwin is more athletic and getting stretched the field. Uh, he's good with the yak. So be happy. We got both. The Cowboys have both. Be happy. And then you, you sprinkle in Jeremy Sprinkle, and I think you got a good tight end room. Malik Turner has been making plays. Yeah, I talked about that yesterday. Now, Turner, Osiris Mitchell was another one that we talked about yesterday was um, making plays as well. Could be pushing semi for Hilco. Uh, Malik Turner, I hope, makes a practice squad. I, I w- you know, it'd be nice to have a guy in the hole in case you don't bring Gallup back. Jacob says, hell, Jarwin and Schultz are Gronk and Hernandez 2.0. I don't know if I'll go that far just quite yet, but I will give you this. I will give you this, Jacob. I had Kyle Omens on the show a few months back. And I told him my bold prediction. If healthy Jarwin, healthy Schultz, by season's end, they will be a top five tight end duo. I don't necessarily know if that'll be by production because of what I just said. They won't be featured. But when you go back at the end of the season, I believe you'll see that they will be extremely efficient. Both guys have sure hands. Both guys offer a lot to this team, and both guys will likely be left one-on-one every single time. It'll be up to Kellen Moore to get them involved. So I think you get a a top five uh, tight end duo. Felipe, what's going on, Felipe? Uh, Writing all the way from France. He said, I'm going to watch for Steelers uh, versus the run D. Going to watch for versus Steelers, the run defense. Okay. So he's going to be looking at the run defense. That's a good thing to look for tomorrow night is how are the Luke Giffords, the Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox. I don't necessarily know if you're going to play uh, LVE and Jalen Smith a whole ton, a lot. I would play Neil. Even though Neil has played that linebacker hybrid role in Atlanta, I still would play Neil tomorrow night. I would roll Neil Parsons and, and Jabril Cox. And then after maybe a few series, get Parsons out of there, let uh, Luke Gifford and Jabril Cox and, and Keanu Neal kind of get their feet wet and see what they got. See what they got. CFZ says, do you think Dallas will cause more or less than 17 turnovers this year? Ask me that in a few weeks. Let me see some of these guys get out there and, and uh, fly around. Let's see that speed because the speed is different. The speed is different this year with the Cowboys and the defense. So let's ask me that when it's time to go into the season. Let me let me see these guys get out there against other other teams. But uh, with a, a a defensive scheme that's not as complicated, the back ends I don't believe they're going to be all over the place. You'll see the front be more sophisticated. But I think a lot of turnovers come from one or two things: sack fumbles and secondary interceptions. Obviously, more so safeties. And I think with the secondary playing facing the quarterback, if the pass rush can get home, it's very possible that you'll get more turnovers this year. They were a top 10 unit last year. But remember, guys, it was because of that three-game stretch against a, a terrible teams, absolutely terrible teams. This, this Cowboys franchise is still devoid of being a consistent turnover type of defense. Hopefully that changes. Hopefully that changes. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Make sure if you guys want to check out more Cowboys content, you head on over to A to Z sports, Dallas.com. 
Uh, Mauricio just dropped one of his articles yesterday about the Dak Prescott. I believe uh, Cole Patterson dropped an article about C.D. Lamb. You'll find more articles today, obviously, so make sure you keep it locked. It is as you see down here scrolling for all your Cowboys uh, needs. Make us part of your mornings, your afternoons, and your evenings. That's all. That's all. Gene says, not a practice, a game. Not a game. You talking about practice. No more practice, guys. Tomorrow's the real deal. Holy field. Half real deal. Holy field. Actually going to be hitting people. Actually going to be hitting people and seeing the Michael Parsons and seeing the Quentin Bohannas, right? And the Kelvin Josephs out there flying around. I'm fired up. I actually might head down to the star and watch the dang game tomorrow. I was going to stay home, but I'm just fired up for football. To finally get football back after this long hiatus and preseason football. I don't think any NFL fan has been more excited for preseason than this year. I used to scoff at preseason. Don't play. Don't want to get injured. Nah, we got to see these young guys. After what happened last year, no, 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 no. We got to see the young guys. We got to see the young guys. All right, guys, you enjoy the rest of your morning. Y'all know how we do here. Before I hit that button, though, like I said, make sure you check out A to Z Sports Dallas.com. Make sure you check out my guy Sosa, the Cowboys Network on IG, and A to Z Sports Dallas on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well as follow me on Twitter if you like. I'm always communicating on Twitter at Skywalker Steel. Uh, thank you, CD, or CD. Thank you, Crumb. He says, great show, sir. See you Friday. Uh, Miss Jackie says, nice show, Skywalker. Thank you very much. Anita says, thank you, Skywalker. David C says, thank you. Great content. Thank you guys very much. Shout out to Stevie Mac, my God. Make sure y'all tune in Friday morning. We will be reviewing this game. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a fired up show. Once again, the phone lines will be open. They'll be open for you guys to call in and give your thoughts. But I got to get mine first. Once again, thank you for joining me this morning on A to Z Sports Live with the boy Will Skywalker still. Y'all be safe. Love you. Salute.